Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Pedal to the Metal, the podcast. If you want to uh, keep up to date on your rock and metal news, check out Pedal to the Metal, the podcast. Check it out. Peace. You're listening to Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. And here is your host, Eddie Monster. All right, I want to welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I am your main man, your host, Eddie Monster here. And hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview last week with Mark Kendall of Great White. That was a lot of fun back in the day, and hopefully I will rehash some more old interviews for you guys maybe in the future. Uh, But for this week, we want to do some things a little bit different this week. Yeah, we have something called Chat Room Talk. That is happening for the first time thanks to the coronavirus. This is what is happening here in the world of Pedal to the Metal Radio. Uh, If you don't know, bands have been going on various chat rooms, whether it's Twitch, whether it's their own, uh, whatever it may be. And they've been asking, uh, I shouldn't say asking, they've been answering uh, listener questions. And I happened to go into several of the chat rooms and talk to guys like Derek Green, Andreas Kisser of Sepultura, uh, I also have some stuff with As I Lay Dying, and I have some stuff with Suicidal Tendencies. That's not all coming this week. This week, we're only doing Sepultura. Next week, we'll have uh, As I Lay Dying and Suicidal Tendencies. That'll be next week's episode. But for this week, yeah, we have some questions with Derek Green and Andreas Kissa of uh, legendary Brazilian extreme thrash metal band Sepultura. Right, They just released their album Quadra back in 2019. Unfortunately for them, plans of a tours or anything unfortunately got canceled. But hopefully in the fall, they'll be back in North America in no time. So we have that for you guys this week. Also this week, we're starting something new as well. And I wanted to do this with an old podcast of mine. And I thought this was the perfect opportunity to do this. Since this is a metal and rock podcast, meaning we play music here, whatever, whatever, um, this was the perfect time to do the unsigned band of the week. I did this on my blog, and I checked out numerous, numerous bands, and it was awesome. Uh, If you want to read any of that, go to moshpitsandmovies.wordpress.com. I had to think about that for a second. It's moshpitsandmovies.com. Dot wordpress.com just look up unsigned bands of the week that feature is there and you can check out several of the articles that I wrote about several bands but this week we have an unsigned band of the week and we're going to start it starting this week and this is cool it's a band from Connecticut but we'll get into that in just a moment because we have to get through the business side of things and what I mean by business side of things, it's all those places you can go to find out everything you need about the show, right? Like Instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio. Again, it's Instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio. 
You can also go to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. I know it's long. It's annoying. Uh, Again, facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Eddie Monster 82. That's monster, not monster. Uh, also just discovered that I do have a blog site. So this blog site is pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot dot com. Again, pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot dot com. There I am going to post everything that I talk about on the show. The articles will be there. The unsigned band of the week will be there, etc. etc. All that good stuff will be there. Again, pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot.com. All right, now it is time for the happy birthdays of the week. Now remember, the podcast comes out on a Sunday, so we start with Sunday, we end with Saturday. So think of this as April 5th. Happy birthday to Pearl Jam, guitarist extraordinaire Mike McCready. Uh, happy birthday to Udo Dirkschneider, who on Monday turns 68, and Johnny D of Britney Fox King Cobra turns 56. Happy birthday to Bruce Gary of The Knack. He was the drummer. He turns 68. John Cooper of Skillet turns 45. Happy birthday to Asia guitarist Steve Howe. He turns 73. Uh, happy birthday to Izzy Stradlin, who turns 58. John uh, Julian Lennon, son of John Lennon, turns 57. Um, this one's kind of sad. If Paul Gray was alive, the uh, bass player of Subnaut, he would have turned 48 on April 8th. And also on April 8th, Alexi Leho, formerly of Children of Bodom. Apparently that band is over. He uh, turns 41. On April 9th, Josh Todd of Buckcherry turns 50. Gerard Way of All-American Rejects turns 43. Uh, on April 10th, it's Brian Setzer of the uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra turns 61. Rat guitarist extraordinaire, used to be in Rat, Warren Martini, he turns 57. Uh, Mike Mushuk of Stain, St. Estonia, turns 50. And then finally on April 11th, Oliver Rydell of Ramstein turns 49. All right, so the uh, next thing that I want to get into is I want to get to the unsigned artists of the week. I thought perfect show to do this but first i want to send a shout out and i don't normally do this but i'm sending a shout out to the metal public house it's a private group on facebook i went on that site because i had seen plenty of other people do this and i figured i would try to reach out and i just posted saying hey you know i'm doing a podcast and I'd like to play unsigned bands. If anybody's interested, you know, hit me up, reach out to me, you know, so on and so forth. And a couple of bands actually did get a hold of me, and it, and it was awesome. You know, the response from those bands, totally awesome. The first band I want to get into uh, was one of the first bands to message me, and they sound amazing. They're from New Haven, Connecticut. And they're a band called Fear the Masses, right? They're from New Haven, Connecticut. They're a very socially active kind of band. They're a metal, metalcore, rap metal band. Um, And one of the first things that I noticed about this band, you're going to notice, one of the first things I thought immediately when I was hearing them was Head P.E. 
was one of the first bands that came to mind, and I dug it right away. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm hooked because I am such a new metal fan. So to hear these guys was right up my alley. But, you know, they're a band that focuses on social and economic issues that are facing our society today. And they're the perfect band because, I mean, look at what's going on in the world right now, right? People are out of work. We're struggling economically, socially, all those things. I mean, people are just throwing hate out there because of this whole coronavirus thing. So these guys are the perfect band for the times right now. And they've been a group for 10 plus years. And they've got a third album that's hopefully, hopefully coming out sometime this summer, this fall, as long as, you know, everything returns to normal, which, you know, you guys all know we're being hopeful about this, right? So Fear the Masses is the name of the band. Their website is www.fearthemasses.com forward slash music. Again, www.fearthemasses.com forward slash music. That is where you can check out so much of their music. They're a great band. So the track that I'm going to play comes from their album Rise, and the song is called Make Me Your Leader. I'm ready to make them the leaders of the scene. Here we go. Check it out right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. As I look at all our people, the pain that we feel it has no equal. 100% minus one, but they're the people. We are the strong. They're fast, we are your leaders. The front is strong, put slow, so approach us. Hold Adidas, they can defeat us. No, then who will lead us? I'm in on the metaphysical power, it's all enough to print the bill. If folks can kill this real, we'll make you real. Have you dealt with the sickness they deserve? Just be a real now. The ass is what I'm breathing, tears like Iraq and 9 11, which is impotent. Never mind what our economic condition is. Revolution's not alright, it's what I mention in the view.
right, welcome back, everybody. Again, follow that band. Go to their website, www.fearthemasses.com. Again, fearthemasses.com. Check them out. They're awesome. Uh, hopefully, like we said, we'll get a third album. Hopefully, when this coronavirus shit goes away. Um, I want to get into a story here before I get into chat room talk. And this is probably one of the most bizarre stories I've ever read in my life. It goes up there with the mayhem story of when uh, Pella killed himself and there's all that legendary legendary stuff that went behind it. This is just as bizarre. It hit the uh, the internet, I believe, on Saturday or maybe it might have been Friday. And just seeing this was like, what in the holy hell is going on here? The first thing that I see on Instagram, because I'm like cruising my Instagram page and I'm posting, you know, special anniversary things for certain albums and stuff like that. And the first thing I see from Loudwire's Instagram page is metal album cover artist accused of disemboweling his 80 year old father. And of course, I'm a true crime addict. I mean, I watch all that shit on Netflix. I mean, you name it. I watched the Aaron Hernandez thing. I've watched uh, documentaries on the Mayhem thing. I've watched um, there's the there was a movie called Thirty Minutes or Less. It was about some pizza delivery driver who had a bomb strapped to him. Well, I watched the the Netflix doc on the real guy who uh, wasn't as cool as Jesse Eisenberg and or he might have been, but uh, he didn't have quite the luxurious adventure that Jesse Eisenberg had. That's for sure. Um, but you know, this is again, right up my alley. I had to look at it. I had to check it out. So Jean Pascal Fournier, right? He's a French guy. Um, was arrested in Grenoble, France. Now, for those of you who don't know who Jean Pascal Fournier or why Loudwire would even give a shit about, you know, this artist, he's known for doing several album covers for several bands. Apparently, he's also designed the logo that Dragon Force uses. I knew there was a reason why I didn't like Dragon Force. Not really, just kidding. But anyways, yeah, he uh, has designed several album covers. Uh, for instance, for Immortal, he did At the Heart of Winter, Damned in Black. For Ed Guy, he did The Savage Poetry, Mandrake, Hellfire Club. For Dragon Force, he did Valley of the Damned. Avantasia, he did the Metal Opera Bolts Part 1 and 2. And he's done a shitload more. Go to loudwire.com, look up that article. Uh, they'll have all the they'll have a link to all the album covers that he's done. Um, but apparently, from what I can understand, so his father was 80 years old, and his name was Jean-Paul Fournier. And Le Dauphine Libre and La Parisian. I don't even know if I'm saying those right. I'm trying to be fancy here. Uh, said that he disemboweled his 80-year-old father. Now, the act of violence ripping him open and gutting him, apparently, uh, is what he did. And not only that, but his head was pierced with an arrow and had been hit repeatedly with an unknown object. That's according to Loudwire and what Loudwire was able to translate thanks to Google Translate. Um, 
His dad was sick and elderly, apparently, stuck at home. His mother was upstairs while he was doing all of this. This is how sick this is. So apparently the murder took place on March 29th, which was a Wednesday night. Um, apparently, Jean, Jean Pascal, I was going to say, is it Jean-Paul? No, but Jean-Paul is his dad. But apparently Jean Pascal, that same night, ran his car off a cliff. So apparently he tried to make it look like a suicide. But when the cops went to investigate, they tried to see if there was a body that was ejected from the seat at all. Because, I mean, you're going off of a cliff and into the water. Um, And apparently they didn't see anything. But then on March 30th, Jean Pascal then attempted to commit suicide by jumping off of a bridge and into the the Isaac River. And firefighters recovered him. He was arrested, and yeah, that's the story that we know so far about Jean-Pascal Fournier, right? Disemboweled his 80-year-old father. I wonder if if quarantine got to him. Um, But the worst part is that he did this with his, you know, his mother was upstairs, right? Because apparently uh, Jean-Paul's wife was described as sick and elderly. That's who it was. So, yeah, strange, strange, strange is all I can say about that. But, uh, again, go to loudwire.com. Look it up. Jean-Pascal Fournier. He's designed several, several album covers. And they're badass album covers. I'm not going to deny it. I, I just think that's just going to make, you know, his artwork that much uh, that much more desirable. You know there's people out there that are going to be buying this shit up. Let me tell you. Don't think I haven't thought about it. Um, yeah. So I want to get into uh, this next segment, which I'm calling Into the Chat Rooms. Beep, 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 beep. No, I'm just kidding. So Into the Chat Rooms, a lot of bands are trying to entertain fans. They're trying to keep fans at ease by going on chat rooms. And they're answering your questions. You just type in your question. They, a- they answer it. Some of them actually call out your name. They'll say, oh, like, you know, Eddie Valiant, uh, 82, asked me this. That's my uh, Twitch handle, Eddie Valiant, 82. Um, but anyway, so they'll go and they'll answer your question if you're lucky. Sometimes there's such an overflow of questions that are being thrown that they don't see it. So whatever you do, don't be discouraged. I was in the chat room for As I Lay Dying, and that was almost impossible to get a question through. Um, because so many of them were, were coming in all at once and the band kept reminding people like, Hey, like, you know, we get it. It's probably annoying for like a lot of other people, but just keep throwing your questions in there and hopefully we'll see it and then we'll answer it. So every single member of Sepultura was available that day. Unfortunately for me, I missed a couple of the members. Uh, one I was watching a Facebook Live premiere of this movie called Mass Hysteria, which is being presented by Salem Horror Fest. If you don't know what Salem Horror Fest is, look it up. They're an amazing, amazing organization out of Salem. They do this uh, horror festival every year. They have for like the last three years, I believe. And unfortunately, they had a festival lined up for May. And of course, this coronavirus thing fucked everything up. 
and it got pushed back to October, which is when they usually run. So they had a premiere for one of their movies called Mass Hysteria, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, so I missed a couple of the members of Sepultura because of that, but I managed to get online in time for Derek Green. Before I went to watch Mass Hysteria, I got to catch Andreas Kisser. So for Andreas Kisser, I just simply asked one question. I was just like, hey, I tried asking several questions, but the only one he seemed to catch was, you know, can you name your favorite memory of Pantera? Because everybody knows Sepultura and Pantera had toured several times. They did during the Far Beyond Driven tour, and then they did during the, um, oh, that might have been Soulfly, during the Reinventing the Steel tour. It was one or the other. But anyways, there's a history with Sepultura and uh, Pantera, so I asked, and here's his answer. Eddie Valiant, 82, favorite memory of Pantera? Uh, there are many, many great memories. Um, that was probably the best tour we did. Uh, the best, uh, you know, we were touring for Chaos AD. Um, Pantera was a vocal display of power, I think. And uh, wow, man, uh, with uh, Prong and Biohazard as well opening. Only friends, only great people, great vibes. Dimebag was the best, not only on stage, as everyone could see. You know, the sound and I can walk with them every night, you know, throughout the, the halfway throughout the tour uh, was during the, the World Cup of uh, soccer World Cup in 94, going in the, the US, the games and it, it, it was great, man. Uh, it was like a fairy tale, <laughs> you know, tour and uh, and since today we're very good friends, you know, with Dimebag to today he died and and uh, he always, when we play in Texas, he come, he came to see us and everything. And it's just uh, great. Vinny as well, always came to see us, you know, even in Las Vegas, you know, later days and stuff. Good, good, good memories. Amazing band, great people. Far beyond driven tour, yeah. Sweezy peasy, thank you. Dimebag is king, no doubt, man. So unfortunately, that was the only question that I was able to get to Andreas Kisser, but I moved on and I got to talk to the new voice well he's not really the new voice he's been the voice of sepulter ever since max left which i believe was 1996 97 ish i believe is when Derek green came into the picture but anyways uh i wanted to know some things so one of the questions i asked uh was how did he how does he channel his creativity and how did he do it uh going into writing for quadra which obviously is the new album that sepulter released and here's his answer. Uh, Eddie, when it came to writing the lyrics for the album, how did you channel your creativity? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, with this album, uh, Andreas came to me and he had a, an idea in his head of, of what the album could be about. And we usually have start an album with an idea and talk about it and then it grows from there. And once I got that idea, I, I came back to him and, and told him the topics that I, I felt that we I wanted to write about. Um, and from those topics, um, I would think about things that were very personal or things that had an effect on me um, from traveling or socially or with family 
um, and, and, and just try to connect with those topics. So um, starting from there, each day I would, I would contribute to those topics, uh, building the ideas for lyrics and, and for the topic of a song. Um, but a lot of communicating with, uh, with each other about movies, books, documentaries, personal experiences. Um, you know, it's just really digging deep into that. You know, certain things you may not even like, um, but to put them out there, you know, things that you may not even like about yourself um, or certain things when you're getting, you know, very personal, very deep with something you want to write. So lyrically, um, there were a lot of things that were going on. Uh, isolation. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about this song being like, oh, you pre-wrote, you know, something that was going to happen, you know, and I was like, isolation, that's, the song that we have has nothing to do about us being isolated in our homes. Um, it's actually about a uh, U.S. prison system and the fact of how isolation is, uh, it's inhumane, actually, <laughs> having people locked up, isolated by themselves, because you will go crazy. Um, we're all witnessing that uh, and, and, and our certain ways of being locked in our house and feeling that confinement. Um, if you're alone, um, imagine that. Um, it, it's, it's not a, a good feeling. Um, and so uh, a lot of the songs were really on very deep topics, depression, uh, uh, abuse. Um, I mean, certain things that, that I think everyone can really relate to and understand or at least know people that have these certain problems out there. Um, so, you know, it's really finding certain things to have that, that, that touch you. Those are really, it's really important to write something that you're connected with. And that's what I try to do with doing lyrics with Simple Tour. Again, I was uh, asking a lot of questions. One I remember asking that he answered very quickly was uh, what songs he was looking forward to singing off a of quadra. He said all of them. Uh, very typical answer, but I don't blame him. Uh, the next question that I asked him that he actually answered uh, was what bands he had never toured with before that he was looking forward to touring with and who were they? And here's his answer. Are there any bands out there you haven't toured with that you would like to? Yes, there's a lot of bands, actually. It's just a matter of getting timing. You know, certain bands are recording or on the road, and you might be recording and might be on the road. So it's kind of matching that up. Also, with money, unfortunately, has to be a big issue to do with it. I mean, there's a lot of aspects that take place into who's going to do a tour together, unfortunately. Um, I wish it was direct with the artists it would make things so much easier but there's a lot more involved um than just the artist and so um there are a lot of bands now like uh i always wanted to do i thought it'd be cool to do a tour with ginger um alien weaponry um you know there's some really like young bands that I thought were really cool, but I, I love the package that we were getting ready to go out on. You know, it's like everyone really good friends. Um, there's something that never really beats that, you know, that, um, and so I'm looking forward to, you know, doing that tour um, with Sacred Right, um, with Crowbar, and uh, it's gonna be, you know, a really amazing tour once it happens, so. Um, you know, I like having fresh 
do bands uh, or bands that haven't been around that long, but uh, have a, an energy or uh, and something that I really like. You know, I like to hear something probably different from Simple Tour is usually best um, when you have all the. I mean, you have bands on the same tour that are all the same style of music. It can be a little tedious as a fan. Um, for me, I like a diversity of, of heavy music or, you know, different bands on tours. So, um, you know, I'm always curious and open to try to work those things out. So the, the last question that I asked uh, Derek Green was, I had been listening to a Phil Demel live session on Instagram and for those of you who don't know, Phil Demmel, he's the guitarist for Violence, uh, BPMD, the new project. Uh, used to be a machine head. And apparently, at one time, before Derek Green got the job with Sepultura, he had sent Sepultura a demo of him singing and whatnot to maybe get in there and be the new Max, you know, the guitar slash uh, singer kind of role. Um he doesn't really know what happened to the demo, um, but I had to ask Derek Green about it. So here's Derek's answer to it. I think he got a kick out of this question. And uh, how did you get the job with Sepultura? Did you beat out Phil Demo? <laughs> um, first on to the how did I get the job for Sepultura? Yeah, I mean, Sepultura at the time were looking for singers, so they had a demo one song, no vocals, and they were giving it to everyone around the world who wanted to become the singer of Sepultura. You had to make up your own lyrics and figure out where the vocals would fit in this song that they that nobody had ever heard before except for them. And I did this test, and uh, along with a lot of people, I think Phil had a tape, and I never got to hear it. You know, I, I never got to hear his version of what he did, so I'm curious. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of people that participated and um, I don't know, they, it ended up, well, obviously they picked me, um, but I, I did my own thing, you know? Like I really, I had a diversity of stuff I had done in the past that I played them and I also did what I felt the song needed. Um, and, it, and it just, it worked out, you know? It was really good timing, um, had to do with that. And, and also persistence of, of really, being in that scene, you know, if I hadn't been in that scene and um, around musicians and, and and it never would have happened, you know, that whole connection. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I, I'm very happy that everything worked out. Um, well, actually, I had one more question. I thought I would ask him another fun question. Uh, so I asked Derek Green, everybody's got a guilty pleasure that they listen to that they might not tell anybody about. Uh, here's what Derek had to say his guilty pleasure was. Uh, the guilty pleasure music. What you listen to that no one would ever think you would listen to. <laughs> God, there's so much. Uh, probably Michael McDonald. I, I, I find him absolutely hilarious at times and, and, and uh, uplifting and others. So uh, I think it would definitely be Michael. All right. So that's going to do it for chat room talk. And that's pretty much going to do it for me this week. Uh, not a lot of craziness happened this week. Although today, April 5th, the day the podcast comes out, 
uh, April 5th, 1994, I believe, is the uh, day that Kurt Cobain was found dead from a shotgun wound to the head. That was 26 years ago today, April 5th. So a sad day in grunge rock history uh, that happened on that day. And regarded as a Generation X icon, I know a lot of guys looked at Kurt Cobain and... I know one friend of mine who's a musician thought of Kurt Cobain as the, you know, or Nirvana as the Beatles of the 90s. I don't know if I generally agree with it. He definitely did start a revolution. He kind of killed a little bit of the momentum that 80s rock had. Uh, Unfortunately, he couldn't kill Pantera. Thank God for that. I want to kind of preview what's going to happen for next week's episode. Now, next week's episode... Uh, hopefully by then I would have tried this new beer that I got that Decibel Magazine uh, was supposed to have on their big spring, almost into summer tour. And hopefully I'll give you the guys the results of that. We might actually end up posting it as a video online. We'll see on the Pedal to the Metal page. We'll see about that. Um, I'm also going to have more... Uh, chat room talk, but next week it's going to be with As I Lay Dying and with Suicidal Tendencies. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I asked a great, great question to Mike Meir, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that that answer. So again, this is going to do it for me this week. Uh, again, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Instagram dot com forward slash pedal to the metal radio show uh follow the blog check out the blog it's pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot dot com uh follow me on twitter at eddie monster 82 that's eddie monster not monster 82 so with that being said i will see you guys next week here on pedal to the metal radio show the podcast You're listening to Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.